Hello, and welcome to the J&D podcast. Is that the name we're set on now? I think so, yeah. It does sound like the drink. It does. I kind of want some Jack Daniels now. Oh. With a bit of Coke. Have you seen, I was watching a video earlier, right, people put Jack Daniels in milkshakes. No? Yeah, so you've got like a, a, a couple of shots. Yeah. Like, they've been making their own milk, so you know you, it's like ice cream and yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah. You blix it up. Yeah. Yeah, people have been adding, like... Shots of alcohol, and I'd never heard of alcoholic milkshakes before. What? Is this something that like has I've, been going on for a while? Is it an American thing? I don't know because I don't. I've never heard no. of it in the UK. Why don't we have like milkshake bars around here that just serve alcoholic? Milkshakes? Yeah, I mean <laughs> that would close down Weatherspoons within like a week. Oh, it would. It'd be yeah, like, nah, we'll go. We'll Wait, it'd be great them. in the summer though, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Take British drinking culture to a whole new level. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. Uh, yes. Off topic already. Um, so we don't actually know Jack Daniels about cars. See what I did there? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. Fuck. Right. Um, but we're going to see if we can do a little car industry, car, yeah. race, sport. Mm, you know, anything. Literally anything to be about the motorsport yeah. industry. So it's going to be a little podcast where we chat for a little bit. We yep. could go for ten minutes. We could go for half an hour, forty-five mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. It depends, it depends how long how... we keep rambling on for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's just give it a go. Yep. Hope you enjoy. Um, my name's Dom. And I'm Jake. We're not very good at this, so no. you have to bear with us here. Yes, well, it's the first episode, so um, we'll see how we get on yeah, from there. Yeah, let's get started. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Okay, let's uh, start with the Golf GTI Mark Eight. Yeah, so we're somehow on the eighth generation of, of Golf Jeez. already. Jeez, yeah. I don't know. Um, That's a lot of generations. Yeah, so what we can say is, for most of these topics that we're going to be talking about today, um, are cars that should have been unveiled at the Geneva Motor Show. But as you all know, that Motor Show never actually happened. Um, So, yeah, we're just talking about all these cars that have been kind of unveiled and talked about over the last few weeks, whether that was before the Motor Show was meant to happen or anything that's happened since then. Um, Because of that, we've actually got quite a lot of topics today. Um, We'll see if we can get through them um, with a bit of haste. All right, so Jake's brought up the article here. We are looking at auto car. Um, yes. Essentially, what it seems to be is it it's the previous generation GTI performance. It's the same engine, right? Yeah. Um, it's just so, got a facelift. Yeah, well, it's it's the same platform. So there's, I can't remember what it's called, the MB so-and-so. Someone's going to kill me for not knowing this. <laughs> um, same platform as the Mark Seven. Um, yep. but was a change from the Mark VI before it. So we're still on that platform. Which is what you um, have. So I've got a Mark VII facelift um, performance pack. Um, so this seems to be based on basically the car I've got. It's the performance pack version, which has got 242, 243 brake horsepower. Um, which, yeah, that sounds like enough. Um, but all the other hot hatches these days are pumping out... 280. That is true. 290. Yeah. 300. Yeah. You're looking at your Renault um Clio. Clio. Yeah. Um you know, I know Mercedes and Audi's are in a whole new league. Oh, but, of course, yeah. You know, the A35. Yeah. Get that with a couple of thousand miles on practically brand new. Mm. You're looking at the same kind of money. Um especially as they're going to up the price on these GTIs. I think there's no official pricing announced yet. Um, it, well, I, it, it would be nice to get an idea of what how much they I mean, would let's cost. Let's go to if I go to Volkswagen right now. I'm sure that well, you can't actually spec a new GTI because they're phasing out the old um, production line. Yeah. Um, but back, you know, if you were to try and buy a new one from the factory, you were looking at about twenty nine, thirty grand. Jeez, Granted, really? That was with the automatic dual clutch box. Yeah. And you will now be able to get a manual one. And that's with no added extras. No extras at all. That is flat paint, bog standard wheels, as it comes. Yeah. Right. 29 grand. Yikes. So people are saying for a manual Mark 8, you know, you're not going to get much change out of 30 grand. For that money, I would start looking at your Mercedes and your Audi. Um, mm. Because I mean, I think the A35. I mean, if I just type in A35 into Google, I'm sure. Yeah, I I know roughly what the the starting price is at. We we'll go on to uh, Top Gear. Come on, give me a price. Give me a price. I'm sure it's about 35 grand. If I just type in A35 price, um, yeah. But for for around five grand more, you're getting a lot more car. You're getting the badge. You're getting the interior. You're getting your four wheel drive yeah you're getting just 
just the whole Mercedes experience. Five grand is a lot more money, right? Yes. 30 grand compared to 35 grand, quite a big difference. However, if you're the kind of person who's looking to spend 30 grand on a car, how much of a stretch is it, considering that you're going to be financing it, most likely? How many people cash buy a car these days? Unless you're... Unless, Unless you've got a lot of money, yeah, of course. Yeah, but again, yeah. if you've got a lot of money, you're probably financing some of the more expensive stuff. Oh, of course, yeah. You know. Um, so a lot of people, realistically, are going to be doing a monthly payment on it. Yeah. And VA35 is going to have a higher residual payment. Yeah. So it's worth more at the end of the term. So you, in that respect, you should be paying a little bit less over the, over the course of your finance period. Um, there we go. Carwell prices, A35, £33,976. Again, that's a, that's got nothing on it. No options, just bog standard. But you know, three thousand seven hundred. Well, I say three thousand nine hundred more than a GTI. I know which I'd rather have. Which is yeah. a shame because as quite a GTI enthusiast. Yeah, well, you've always had Volkswagens. Like, so. I'd be looking at it thinking, hmm, hmm. You know, it's it's not like the market is a big leap over what we've got now. That's true. Which yeah. is where it's going to annoy a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Say, so styling upgrades on the outside, fine. Some people like it, some people don't like it. It's It's got to grow on me. I don't hate it. You're still, um, not, still not a fan of it, then? I'm still not sure. Well, I mean, so I'm showing Jake a, a photo now, right? Have you used your audio okay? Yeah, I'm forward to make a cut here. Um, so I'm showing Jake a photo now, and what on the front of this car seems to be a big design change from the current generation, so the one that I have. All right, so if we just take a look, what really shouts out at you? It's more the the running, the, the, the daytime running lights. Right, which daytime running lights? I'd say it's the, Point f- to it's the five uh, right. dots so, in the floor. Jake, you've not done any research into this before. No. Right? You're just looking at this photo, yep. and you've seen my car, and you're saying, okay, a big design change of these daytime running lights. Yeah. What if I was to tell you that that is a paid optional extra? It's not. It is. Well, how much? I t- well, I don't no, know. <laughs> no one knows. Yet. And what if I were to also tell you that's not actually a daytime running light? What's that? That's though? a fog light. What? It's a fog light. So you have to pay extra for you a pay, fog light? Well, I'm guessing that they give you some sort of bog standard fog light, but if you want the fancy LED ones, you're paying extra. In all the press material... They've had it with the lights on because it yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, oh, so of course, yeah. Everyday people like yourself look yeah. at it and think that's got really cool daytime. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, daytime yeah, yeah. running lights um, because they're built into this traditional, uh, not traditional, but into this GTI honeycomb style grill. Yeah. So everyone goes, oh, wow, it looks really cool. No, that's a paid optional fog light. Oh dear. Yeah, um, it does have this quite cool LED strip. Oh, that is pretty cool. The front, um, but you know. You, you look at that, at the fog lights, and you think, I wish they could just be on all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could drive around with them all the time, but you'd look like a bit of a, uh, bit an of a wally. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all I really want to talk about, about the Golf GTI. It's very similar to the previous Gen 1. It's got a bit of new technology on the inside, which I do quite like. Um, you, It's one of those things that until you go and have a play around with it, and you touch all the materials, and you shake it about, and see what's you know feels quality, um, you just don't know. Yeah. I say... I've got no issues with current generation interior. That's true. I, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood, there'll be no issues with the, the new one. Um, so no engine changes, it's just another Golf GTI. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's evolution as opposed to, you know, what's the other word? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know oh, I mean. yeah, of course. Anyway, um, later on this year, we're going to get a GTI Club Sport or yes. GTI Performance, which is going to be... Um, one with a 290-something or other brake horsepower engine variant. Um, and it's rumoured they're going to do some styling changes to the front. So oh. it should look a bit more distinct. Yeah. I would imagine that's the one people are going to go for. Because yeah. as we mentioned, if you're financing a car, you know, if it's got higher residuals and you're paying monthly, you might as well go for the, the nicer one that's going to make you stand out. Yeah. I'm sure that the bog standard GTI will fly off shelves or factories or whatever <laughs> um but for me personally if i were looking for an upgrade i'd look at the performance one that's coming this year yeah right what's next so uh is 
It is the new Alfa Romeo Giulia GTA. Right. So what what is it? So it's a sport spec of the original. Right. So they did. So we've got Giulia Quadrifoglio, Italian word. Italian words right, we don't know about. Yeah. Which was the was it? What was the engine in it? Was it a V six or a V eight? Uh, I can't even remember. It's one of those things that I should have been really interested in. Uh, this one, this one here is a V6. So this is a V6. So I'm a sure, 2.9. 2.9 right. V6. So I'd imagine that the standard quadrifolio would have been a, a V6 as well. Um, the reason why I wasn't quite sure is because you're putting this up against your Mercedes C63s of the world, right? Yes. Would you rather have a Mercedes V8 or an Alfa Romeo V6 for similar money? I'd probably right. go with Mercedes. I'd probably go with Mercedes. I really well. like Mercedes cars. Um, Not being biased. And this G, what's it called? The GTA. Yeah. Uh, Julia. It's just not doing much for me, to be honest. No. It's a Julia Quadrifoglio with bits stripped out of it. Yeah. Roll cage shoved yeah. in. But it's it's a four door. Oh, well, five door. Sorry. The, yeah, but the Julia the Julia has always been a five door, and they already do a Julia Quadrifoglio, mm. which is that car. But a bit more sensible. It's the same power. Well, a little bit less power. All they've done here is they've taken a car that they've already got. Yeah. They've taken some stuff out. They've added a roll cage. They've made it look like a Chavmobile. And said, look, it's our racing version. Now, I've not driven it. Right? Neither have I. I I don't think a lot of people have driven it at this point. It might be night and day difference between, you know, this and the standard Quadrifoglio. Yeah. But for most people that are pottling about town and going on the motorways, does that make a difference? Not really. You know? Oh, it I'd, goes I'd, a little bit better around a track. I mean, we're looking at photos now where it's still got racing seats. It's and got, yeah, it's got bucket seats, harnesses. Um, it, it does look really do cool. You, do you remember the Jaguar Project 8? I do, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting Jag vibes from this. It's they, They're trying a little bit too hard. A lot of people love that Project 8 and the idea of it. But again, I've... Oh, I was looking, sorry, Jake's just scrolled down to where it's got pricing and it says, what was it? Uh, Alfa Romeo will build a total of 500 plus GTAs and GTA M-Badge Julias with prices expected to start from just above 100 grand. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's quite a bit, that. What else could you get for 100 grand with four doors? Okay, five doors. I'm not, I'm not too I sure, get, actually. I'd probably go Mercedes C63. No. For that money, I go E sixty three. Yeah. Saloon. Yeah. Uh, or probably an estate um, with all of the options ticked, and you can have some change. Mm. Or recently, we've had the new Audi RS six unveiled. Of course, yeah. Which excites a lot of people. Yes. And that's got my little so and so tingling as well. Just looking at photos. <laughs> um, I know this Alpha is a bit more special. It's Italian, and it's a you know them only making five hundred, and it's racing spec. Yeah. But most people who want five doors in a car don't care. The people who are caring about the racing stuff, the people looking at your nine elevens. Okay, well, so well, not on a nine eleven. You're looking at your, uh, your Cayman GT fours. Yeah. Right. A hundred grand gets you a Cayman GT four, which is essentially a, a little race car for the road. Um. So I just don't know who this is appealing to, apart from your Alfa Romeo fanboys in Italy. It must be, but it must be just for your um, Alfa Romeo fanboys, of course. But it's uh, it's got a, uh, 191 miles per hour top speed, uh, 0 to 62 in 3.9 seconds. That just doesn't impress me. I'm going to be brutally honest. Un- just a sub four second naught sixty time. Um, when your Audi S freeze or RS freeze will do it in just over four seconds, I just don't. I just it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't get it. No. <laughs> anyway, have you got anything to add about here? Um. Well, it says is it. It's 100 kilos, yeah, 100 kilograms lighter than the one before it. Right, so you're immediately losing that weight loss gain. Weight yeah. loss gain? That doesn't make any sense. 
basically, if you've got quite a large passenger next to you, you're already making up that 100 <laughs> kilograms. Well, because what uh, I'm 70, whatever, and you're 60s. Yeah, 60 you know, kilos. You put me in, in the passenger seat, you're nearly, you know, making up for that Top, lost yeah, weight uh, anyway. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't seem like they've thought this one through. But no. then again, I'm not a car manufacturer. Neither am I. I've got no idea what is good. Let's just see what happens. And if Alfa Romeo got a business and go under, then we can say we told you so. But until then, well done, Alfa. You've made another fast, exciting car. Uh, I'm just not. Any... I'm just not interested in it. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, um, moving on. Next, this is one of mine that I found out that I'm really excited for. Are you? You'll never hear me say this again. I'm really excited for a Skoda. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so Skoda have always done their Octavia VRSs, which are like their super fast, not super fast, they're relatively fast versions of the uh, Skoda Octavia, um, which is fine, but I'd rather always have a Golf, just because I'm a bit of a Volkswagen fanboy. Yes. However, they've now got this Octavia, I think it's called the, what is it, if you scroll up to the top? Uh, the VRS. The, uh, it's, it's not under the VRS, um... It says VRS, but I don't think they're labelling it as a VRS anymore. Aren't they? No, it's a bit weird. Um, I think they're just calling it the RSIV. Any, whatever it's called, they're not very good with names. Um, it's essentially a Golf GTE, the new one, which we've not talked about because the GTI is more exciting. Um, it's a Golf GTE under the bonnet. Under the bonnet? Stock? Yeah, that's the right word if it's a hybrid. Under the bonnet and under the battery compartment. Or yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but it actually looks good because, as we talked about 10 minutes ago about the Golf GTI, it's not... I don't... I feel an immediate love to it. I don't want to take it around the back alley and do something <laughs> to the exhaust pipes, you know? I've not got that feeling yet. Yeah. Whereas the Skoda, the moment I set eyes on it, I was like, I want one. That looks really cool. Yeah. And the more I read into it, I thought, okay, it's a hybrid. It can do 30-something or other miles on electric power alone. Um, and it's got 240-whatever brake horsepower. Well, that's enough power for someone like me every day. Yeah, yeah. And if I wanted to pottle from home to come and see you and back, I could do that on electric only. Yeah. I could go to work on electric only. I could do most of my commuting without having to, you know, use any fuel, burn any fossils or whatever um which is great usually i look at the golf gte variant of this because i'm a volkswagen fanboy yes <laughs> this just looks really cool it does yeah um, there's not even anything we can add to this it's um what's it it's a 1.4 litre turbo petrol um and then it's got to be a what just about 100 horsepower electric motor stuck onto it yeah um, i'm not entirely sure I would imagine that it's going to be front-wheel drive only just because that's how the previous-gen Golf GTE works, which is based, which is what they base the new GTE on, which is obviously what they're basing this on. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be 240 brake through the front wheels, um, electrically assisted or electric only, um, or probably, you can probably use the petrol engine only if you're really stupid, if you've run out of electricity. Um, yeah, have you got any feelings about this? No, not. I much. mean, if you look at look at a photo of that, I say it might just be my personal preference. If you go back to the Golf GTI tab, yeah, yeah. Honestly, what do you think looks better? I know that's a hatchback, and the Octavia is more of a mini saloon it is slash state. hatchback. It's not an estate. No, it's more. Of, well, you can get an estate version. All right. Um, okay. I'd personally be looking at this kind of mini saloon. I think it's technically a hatchback because of the way the back opens up. Yeah. Um, which looks better to you? Honestly. Uh, to be honest, I prefer the GTI more than... Oh, see, I'm a GTI fanboy and I prefer the Skoda. It's just, if you go back to the Skoda, it's something about these... It's a shame we can't show our audience at home. It's it's these taillights. You've got the double tick, yep. which is very similar to... Do you get that in the GTI, though? Wow, wow it, this is more similar to the current generation GTI. Right. Right, you've got the ticks, but kind of in line. If you go to the... It's just something about the shape of the headlights. Just look a bit more stealthy. You've got this kind of... Um, fake aero black bit on here. The wheels, I think, look really cool. Oh, the, the wheels um, are so much better than the GTI. There's one thing I'm not a massive fan on, the Octavia. 
um, because of a battery in it, they've not been able to lower it. Oh, so with all of the like the Golf yeah. GTIs mm-hmm. um, any sporty hotchback, hatch, hotchback, hatchback, hotchback, hotchback, um, they lower them to make them look cool. With this, because the batteries are on the bottom, they not be able to lower it at all. Yeah, I can see your face as you're looking at photos of this scooter. It, I, I'm actually it being persuaded. Right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so the interior is more akin to your current generation um, Golf. Um, just if you click on this photo here, yeah. you can see that it's uh, more akin to the current generation Golfs, just because that looks a bit more like the current gen virtual cockpit. The screen, I don't know. Until we go and have a fiddle with it, um, you just don't know. Just yeah. to me, when I first looked at it, I thought more current gen Golf than the new one. I know I'm really bad at comparing the Skodas to the Volkswagen range. I know they're part of the same family, but that doesn't always mean that, you know, um, they're sharing the same parts. Um, it's just, you know, a good comparison to make. It doesn't look bad on the inside, does it? No. You wouldn't say, oh, I'm not going to get one of those because it's not quite up there with Golf, with um, any Volkswagen product. It's it's pretty good. It mm. looks fine. I say, until we go and have a fiddle, just don't know. Well, the thing is with me, I prefer, if I'm going for a car, it's more interior than out than exterior. Well, exactly. When you're driving it, when you're using it, you're not sad about looking at it. You're not, you know? you're not seeing the pretty, the pretty lights at no. the front. You're seeing all the stuff inside. No. Who cares what other people look at? You know, mm. you could be driving a, a Fiat Panda. Yeah. You know, if it feels like a Mercedes S-Class inside, I don't care if it looks like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this just strikes a really nice balance. If it looks good on the outside... It looks quality on the inside, a nice place to sit. Um, this could be a real money maker for Skoda. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, because as I say, when my car contract comes up in two years, this is something <laughs> I'm seriously looking at. Yeah. Because um, I want to go hybrid because of the miles I do. And I don't think I could. It's this or a GT. Oh, my God. It's the fact that I wouldn't have anywhere to charge it. But if it's a hybrid. Oh, of course. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant full electric. No, no, well, no. If it's a hybrid, then you only have to. That's fine. Um, you only have to charge it when you're at home, and I'm yeah. sure down where you you park your car is probably some. No, there isn't. There's no, nothing. Not. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> Honest. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe sometime later sure in the year, I'll some, move somewhere else and some, <laughs> actually I'm have sure one. I'm sure sometime in the future, because everyone is going electric, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All new houses that are coming up, they've yeah. designed to be able to put a plug in um even if it's not a super fast high voltage charge yeah. thingy even if it's just uk mains that you're plugging in it should be fine but they can charge up cars pretty quick you know it's only a, a fairly small battery it can do 30 something miles yeah it's not a massive battery it shouldn't take too long to charge no um so i think for most people hybrids could be a nicer... Sorry, Jake's looking really confused, though. He's counting think, on his fingers. No, I'm just thinking how many miles I do to work and back again. So I might run out of that... F- so if I do... F- I think I do 30 miles. No, I probably don't do 30 miles. I think, it's I think you're about 10, 12. I think so, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, even I if you were to put it in the hybrid mode, where it's using both combined... Yeah. You're still going to have massive fuel savings over what you're driving now. Oh, of course, yeah. Because we've actually got a segment later. We have. We're we're going to get into that soon. We're going to talk about what Jake is driving now and what he could possibly be driving in the future. But anyway, um, that's it for the Skoda Octavia, whatever it's called, IV, VRS, hybrid, oh, you're banging your (laughs) shoulder on there. (laughs) I banged my elbow. (laughs) Uh, Right, what is next? Let's take a look. Um... Bronco. Okay, this is something I really want to talk about. I'm a massive Ford fan. I literally, I came into his office and he's like, Dom, look what I found. <laughs> this is honestly the most amazing thing ever in what I think is the most amazing thing ever. So it's it's leaked images of the new Ford Bronco, which is an amazing name considering it's next to Raptor and Ranger. Raptor, Ranger, Bronco. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? Uh, oh, I'm a massive 4x4 fan. And uh, this this looks amazing. It, it's different. It's like two cars put together, basically. You've got, part, you got parts of a Humvee and parts of a, a, a Range Rover. What is it? So pretend that I know nothing about this and people at home can't see any photos, right? Uh, so I can't really see what it is. What is it? So I know it's a 4x4. Mm-hmm. What's powering it? What makes it so... Why are you so excited over it? Or is it just because it's a Ford 4x4? Oh, it's because it's a 4x4. It, it, 
I think it would do big things coming up if it if it ever get well. It's, it's, I mean, if you click on this photo here, it looks like a Range Rover. Doesn't I was it? just going to say this back section, this black kind of roof line, this sloping bit. It looks very um, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Freelanders. Rain, I was going to say just more like Range Rovers. Um, and this front light cluster is all very modern and future. So that's why I was going to ask, is it petrol only or, or diesel probably? Wait, it'll obviously it'll be offering. diesel, but it'll have um, um, AdBlue as well. What's that? AdBlue? Yeah. Oh, it, um, it's basically like, like with emissions and that. Right. They're, they're starting to put it all into like 4x4s. Obviously, where I work, like the machinery I use all has it anyway. Um, so let's have a look. So I, is it is there going to be any electric? Because I always expect new cars these days have got some form of electric thingy, whether it's a mild hybrid system, a proper hybrid system, or full electric. Um, but from the way you've been going on about it, I should imagine it's going to be a pure petrol or diesel. Oh, of course, it would, it would be diesel only, yeah, probably. Scroll down then. I don't... And again. Stop banging <laughs> He's your smacking arm. my elbow. Um, let's have a look here. Oh. Keep, keep, keep going down. Yeah, keep, keep going. Keep going down. Keep going down. Uh, okay. Pla- power could come from Ford turbocharged 2.3 litre four cylinder petrol engine um, or turbocharged 2.7 litre V6 paired with a 10 speed auto gearbox. No mention of diesel. Oh. I, well, I thought it would be because obviously well, it's a 4x4. Four four. Everyone's moving away from diesel these days though. You know, yeah, that's it's it, that's not a farm vehicle. Um, <laughs> it would it be nice. Though. That is a you know a city going. I want a four by four that looks pretty cool kind of car, um, which is but yeah a two point three liter four cylinder. Um, that turbo V six could be an interesting one. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, it could speed be a auto high... box. I've not heard. I've never heard of that. before. I don't know. Is that no, something six that speed? Really, well, you've got Mercedes using a seven or eight speed. Um, Volkswagen using well, a BMW speed. also has an eight-speed now, but I've not heard. Maybe about something that Ford has. I we don't really know about gearboxes. No, that just seems a bit odd to me. We will come back to gearboxes anyway. Anyway, so it's expected to launch in March sometime, which it is March now. It's the fifteenth for the third. So hopefully it should be end of this month. Hopefully, because uh, I want to get back and talk a bit more about it when there's more reviews on it. So pricing on this is going to be. Big deal. Is there any mention of what it could could cost, or do we not really I know? I don't think. No, I think it's just pictures at the moment. So my issue with this is that I'd be comparing it immediately to the Mustang Mach E, the all electric Mustang four x four, which is going to be very price competitive with your Teslas of the world. Oh, that's and true. Yeah, your Jag I paces. Um, if this doesn't seriously undercut that pricing. Then I think, I mean, they don't really want the Mackies to sell in great numbers initially because the production lines won't keep up with it. They can't yeah. get the batteries. Everyone who creates a new electric car is going to struggle with getting the batteries yes. and getting all this new tech running flawlessly. Um, maybe this could be a stepping stone, you know, before they fully electrify their range. I can imagine what Ford doing is going, okay, you can get a Mackie, you can get a Bronco, um, they'll run the two product lines side by side, and then eventually they'll start phasing the electric tech into the Bronco and kind of merging the two together is what I guess might happen. Um, Just because it doesn't seem sensible these days to put development time into a car that you can't turn electric at some point in that product's future. Um, even things like the new 911, there is potential there for uh, some sort of mild hybrid system. Now, the current Porsche bloke designer engineer yeah, said yeah. they won't ever do that as long as he's in charge. Um, but that's just a, a good example of even cars that are historically purist, traditional petrol, nothing other than just, you know, petrol goodness. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone needs to look towards electrification. But if this is a good V6, then this could still sell like hotcakes. Oh, of course, yeah. I'm pretty sure it would go down well with um, farming communities. Definitely. You just want one for the farm. I do, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, Ford, if you're listening, send him one. Please. Bless him. 
We It'll go have... to your launch event. We'll do the press coverage. Yeah. You don't need to send any camera crews or anything. We'll just come here with our microphones, and Jake can just, <laughs> Jake can just walk around it describing what he sees. Oh, look at these wheels. Look at those tyres. I mean, he's in the tyres. They're, They're pretty fatty big, tyres. They? Fatty boys on there. Whoa. Bloody hell. Um, Get some all terrains on that. <laughs> I think we've just got one more um, car to cover in the news section. Have we? Yes, with BMW i4. Oh, Before we started, you were, you were going on about BMW redesigning their logo. Oh, of course, What's yeah. What's that about? Oh, I'll find you a picture. Hold on, give it to yourself. I don't know how you could really redesign that, because it's just some... It's an iconic, Some colours. It? It's a, what, the circle with the, the blue and the white checkered squares, right? Yeah. How can you really deviate from... From that design, I didn't really show you that much. Is this the one where we've got the translucent um, exterior circle thing? Um, I think ah, so. Right, that first photo you've got. There we go. Uh, they basically taken the black bit out and just <laughs> stuck it on the car. That's basically it. Right. So, why? I don't know. Why? 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 I don't know. I think that looks awful. Oh, they have changed it throughout the years, actually. You know what colour that would look really good on? A black car. (laughs) (laughs) Nice black ring around the eyes. Oh, of course. Look, we've got a photo here. So the i4 that we're going to come on and talk about is where they're debuting this logo. And it's just this, where the black um, outer circle would be, it's just translucent with the BMW lettering on the top, as it usually would be. Um, but instead of it being black, it's just this kind of... Well, the colour here is this weird... What colour would you call that? Champagne? That definitely looks like a rose gold champagne colour. Champagne yeah. colour. It's nice. Not uh, going to lie, I, it's nice. Me and my mates, we've got a um, another word for that kind of colour on a car. We call it metallic beige. Metallic beige? Yes. Because why on earth would you spec a car <laughs> like that? It's a beige colour with a bit of speck in it. Some people say it's all champagne and gold. Personally, uh, I'm not a fan. Anyway, so this um, BMW i4 um, is... It's all electric. All electric. Carrying the i uh, branding, which... So the BMW i8 came out in, I want to say, 2013, 2014. That's a very nice car, actually. A lot of people... Very nice. Hated it. I like it. It's not... So the trouble is, when it first came out, people were thinking, oh, BMW making a supercar. Yeah. Look at it. It looked really modern. It really, did. It was up there. You know when companies unveil concept cars? Yes. And then a few months later, they go, here's the real thing. And it looks, <laughs> it looks nothing, nothing like, like yeah, the concept. Yeah. So this, this time, BMW, with the i8, mm. it looked very, very much like the concept and very, very futuristic. But it wasn't a supercar. It wasn't a massively powerful sports car. It was still a four-cylinder petrol, electrically assisted. But that's what kickstarted their i-range brand. Yeah, and we had the yeah. i3 come in, which I don't know when, 2015, 2014? I think it, yeah. They've been around been, for a few yeah. years now. And then it stagnated. That brand has had nothing new since, um, since basically. Which has surprised a lot of people. I'm guessing they weren't massively popular. I know the i3s have been doing okay. Yeah. Um, but probably not enough to justify bringing in a new model, mm. which is where this comes in, the i4. Yeah. What is it? What? Oh, so th- uh, this is, this is not, it probably won't look like, because it's the concept of it an looks i4. Very wild. Look at those grills. I mean, BMW kidney grills on the front of them again. Well, the new, the 4x4, four four, so that's yeah. sort of like uh, your daily mother's driving car. Yeah. Um, has them sort of grills on it nowadays. The X7, the yes. massive one. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's it's like a whale. Your daily, you. your daily mother's driving really, car. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's absolutely massive. Probably nothing is behind it because it's just an electric... It's just a battery, basically. There's no... There's, there's nothing exciting about it. Not really. I've heard... So it's got a similar power output to the M3, Right. Um, and is it a is it a four is it a five door or is it a three door or what it's a it? four door four door. Uh, so scroll down. So what is the actual power? So five hundred and twenty three. Um, sorry, it claimed to make as much as five hundred and twenty three brake horsepower. Claims to be is a very 
important phrase there. It, yes. It might not actually be that. But it has a range of up to 373 miles. And when have you ever taken a manufacturer's electric car range figure? <laughs> Seriously. <to heart>? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it does, then it can do the same amount as my car. <laughs> yeah, it'd be brilliant. Um, I'm just not excited about it. A, because I don't see it coming to market at a reasonable price. Yeah. Because it's got to be... Um, it's got to be as good as a 4 Series, right? It's the i4. I would imagine it's... I mean, it looks like a nice, fancy BMW coupe style. They've gone for this... Um, everyone's doing it It's a blue, blue sort of tip, it's a, it? It's a five-door, but it's got the, the sloping roofline of a coupe. Yes. Which is a bit oh. annoying for people like me, six foot one, yeah. six foot two, and yeah. bang your head on the, the top. But it looks quite cool. I just lower your seat. <laughs> Shut up. But you can't in the back, can you? No, you can't. Fixed, fixed bench. Yeah, but whenever you cars. go in the back of your own car, though. Yeah, but, you know, if you were to get one like that and I was sitting in the back, someone else called Shotgun, I'd be a bit annoyed. Um, or, <laughs> sorry, it's got the old coronavirus. Oh, God. Um... I can't imagine that starting any less than 70 grand. Yeah. Yeah, right? I don't know. I'd agree. Because what is its nearest rival? I'm talking... Tesla. German German brand, yeah. right? Um, sl- you know, sporty-looking five-door kind of deal, mm-hmm. right? What springs to your mind there? Because I've got one car in my mind. What? That could look that, that basically is, that about is, similar? That, yeah. The Tesla... Mm, German, come on. Oh, German? Yeah. Oh, um, Mercedes? So, Porsche. Oh, Porsche, sorry. The Taycan, Taycan, haven't they? Oh, of course, yes. Right? And the 4S is starting at around about 80, 85 grand. Mm. Are you telling me that Mercedes have, not Mercedes, that BMW have got their act together enough where they can seriously undercut the Porsche in terms of quality electric efficiency and price yeah i don't think they they can get there because if that's not 10 grand minimum more less than the does that make any sense yeah yeah if it's not 10 grand less than the the, the porsche yeah people are going to go to the porsche oh, of course yeah you know if a porsche is 85 grand what, what would you prefer like if the porsche was more expensive but the bmw was less would you would you cop that money and go a bit extra get the Porsche or would yeah. you would you keep back and yeah. get the BMW with a bit of extras on it? Exactly. If it's priced too closely to that Taycan, Taycan, whatever it is, um, people will always <laughs> go with the Porsche because it's a Porsche mm. and those things. Have you ever looked at videos and stuff of the inside, the interiors? They are so nice. It's classic Porsche design. It, I think it looks really cool from the front with those um, new Porsche lights. Just the whole design concept of that car, yeah, yeah. I fell in love with. Um, this, on the other hand, the concept images with that grill, it looks a bit try-hard. It looks yeah. a bit BMW concept. I just don't, I don't see them selling many. Mm. They're gonna have to really put the price down on that. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, coming on from this, I know I said this was the final topic. I've got one more to talk about. Have you another electric car? Oh, right. The Volvo XC40. Okay, you were talking about a Volvo... We haven't got any, like, pictures of that. A Volvo um, 4x4. Yeah. Uh, that they've done an all-electric version of, right? Yeah. Um, so let me just unlock this. Oh. Um, so essentially, Volvo have taken a car that they already make, quite a popular car, and they've made an all-electric version of it. There's one issue with doing that, though. Um, essentially... Um, Volvo XC40 base petrol thingy starts at 25 grand. Right. This um, XC40 recharge, the EV, is going to start at 53. Yeah, but what... So I'm going to go for the petrol one then. 25 grand? Yeah. Or 53 grand? I'm definitely taking the petrol one. So... Also, I don't like the front. I don't like that. I understand people wanting to pay a premium for an electric car. Yeah. Because it's the way motoring is going. It's for future. It saves money on yeah. fuel. Yeah. But if you're paying double for the electric... I'm, I was going to call it the electric convenience then, but electric is not a convenience. <laughs> no. It's the no. opposite. 
Um, it's an electric pain right now, trying to charge the thing up. But essentially, it's the same car. It's the same shape, the same chassis, the same body panels, the same interior, the same materials. It's all the same, but it's got a battery pack and a motor instead of an engine. Yeah, they've just stuck a battery in it and changed the front. And could I justify spending double mm. the base car price on the electric version? When I would imagine you've still got to add options onto that. Oh, of course, yeah. It'll be a 53 grand start. Yeah, you know, price. like no one ever has a base standard box standard car, so do they? They always have where, a bit of extras. Exactly. So this is where the Porsche is quite sensible mm. because it's not that much more expensive than their current Ford are offering, the Panamera, and where BMW could struggle. Yeah. Because they are going to have to price this BMW alongside their four I guess it's more akin to the four series Grand Coupe Grand Coupe whatever it is yeah. it's the five door version of the three door which is based on the five it's all a bit <laughs> um, it's a shame because I really like the XC40 I think it's a really cool well put together small SUV right come on that looks good I mean if I just rotate that around to you that looks good it, yeah I- I'm a yeah. fan of it. And if you were spending 25 grand on a brand new car that looked like that, would you be happy? I would mm. be. 25 grand gets you something that looks like that. Oh, if the car was if the car cost 25 grand, yeah. not 55, whatever yeah. it is. Yes, probably. I, could, yeah. I would be very happy. But I'd say for 50 grand, I wouldn't say. I've got the Volvo configurator up somewhere. Have you? Oh, there we are then. Um, we're going to choose the XC40. This is petrol. Um, yeah, we're just going to go with the standard, the non-hybrid one. Um, we really can don't even like we can even do the inscription package. Oh right, you've okay. got your eighteen-inch alloy wheels, diamond cut, leather, twelve-inch um, driver display. So you've got all the Driftwood screens and inlays, stuff, oh. LED headlights, all the nice options you'd want to add. Yeah, all the technology, all of the nice materials. It's still only thirty-two grand. Mm. So you're spending an extra 20. Yeah. Even if this electric car had everything this inscription package came with, you're spending 20 grand more to swap out for the, the motor, the, ele- the engine yeah. for an electric motor. I don't get it. I think it's a bit silly. I think Volvo should have waited until they'd done the proper... I don't want to say until they've done the proper research and development because I'm sure they've put a lot of time and effort into this. <laughs> yeah. But if it means that they're charging that much more, is it worth it? Are enough people going to buy it? I don't think they will. Or is this just going to put people off electric Volvos because they'll be known for being too expensive um, and just... They probably are ahead of their time. It's probably a very good car. Yeah. I'd love to see the ratio of um, how many people bought petrol and how many people bought the electric one. (sighs) I think the issue... What they've done is because it's an XC40s, it's a car that already exists. That's where... Like, we're drawing comparisons between the two. Mm. If it were a brand new electric 4x4 with a different name, different body styling, for all we care, it could be the same car underneath. It could be the same chassis and same wheels and same platform. But if you add a different body onto it and you make it look cool and different and electric and you charge 50 grand for it, people are more likely to want to spend the money. Of course, yeah. Um, Which is where the Ford Mustang Mach-E or whatever it's called... Yeah, it's some as much as people. You probably hate it because it's ruining ruining the Mustang name. Well, it is though, isn't it? It's not a Mustang; it's an electric four by four. Do you you reckon they're going to put fake sounds through the um, Mm. like they did with the new Fiesta (sighs) annual Golf? Probably, yeah. They've got fake ones through your Golf. It's going to have not through mine. (laughs) Whether they have, there'll be some sort of noise to it. Yeah. Because they... it, a Mustang. When you think of muscle cars and Mustangs, you think noise, power, and amazingly. But I don't think it would be um, mimicking a, a petrol engine. No. I think the sound that it will pump into the cabin will be akin to the Porsche, the, the Taycan, where it's adding a little whirring <laughs> noise because that's what they, they generate a fake electric sound. It's horrible to put in the cabin to make yeah. it feel like you're actually going somewhere, which. It's actually quite sensible. Well, I think it's quite sensible because the trouble is... So I've not driven an electric car, but I've been in the passenger seat of a Jaguar I-Pace. Have you? Yes, the electric one. When was that? Uh, about a year ago now. Oh, right. Or more than that. Um, it's really fast. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the design of the car. I'm not a fan of the interior. 
but when you put your foot down, it goes because it's instant talk, all electric. Oh, it's all there. It just goes. There's no lag. Because you're not hearing an engine whir up. Yeah. You just you don't know what speed you're going because <laughs> you foot down and you just see stuff. All the background just goes fast, you know, next to you. Yeah, yeah. Everything goes flashing by. You just have no idea what kind of speed you're going. Yeah. And you look down, it's like, shh, we're doing 110. <laughs> Slow down. Um, but if you're pumping some sort of noise in, you get that feeling of going fast. Yeah. I understand that. With a Mustang, I don't think they're going to pump any form of uh, engine noise into the cabin. Um, just because that's a bit... I think that's even worse than pumping an electric sound Oh, in. yeah, of course, yeah. Because, like, at least with the electric sound, you can pretend that it's the electric motor. Yeah. But if it's an engine sound, like, um, what's meant to be making that sound? Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, we, that's it for the news, for isn't the it? news, wow. Well, I think maybe one more should we talk about Formula 1. Yeah, so I'm. I don't really know much about F1. What's going on recently? What's well, it's been cancelled due what? to this stupid virus what? that's going around. So obviously, it's all been cancelled from COVID nineteen. Oh. it's annoying. It's actually ruining everything. Loads of events are being cancelled. What's going on? And it's uh, all to do with a member from McLaren uh, testing positive for coronavirus when he got to Australia. Oh. Yes. Wait, so that's why they cancelled it, because... Yeah. I, okay. So... But it's more the fact that um, keeping everybody safe... Yeah, like, so I It's was, a big event. I wasn't aware that the reason they've cancelled it is because this guy tested positive. I'm guessing it's a contributing reason for it. Um, what people were talking about for sporting events is doing a closed-door... Is it called closed door? Yeah, yeah. Where they, basically, they're doing it with you, football and you, that. You don't, you don't invite people in to watch. You they've done that. They've cancelled all of it. There's no well, football in now. That's the issue with doing a closed door event. Is mm. that people still want to watch it? Oh, of course, yeah. And they'll either do one of three things: they'll be sensible mm-hmm. and watch it from home. Yeah. In which case, brilliant. This has worked. Yeah. People are still getting to watch it, but they're doing it away from everyone else. Yeah. There are two more options. A they all go and huddle outside the event. So instead of sitting in the stands close to each other, yeah. they're sitting just outside. Oh, yeah, they will. Shouting and looking over the top or waiting yeah. for it to finish so they can go and meet people and, you know, be around the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Or, British culture, they go into the pub to watch it. And again, yeah. you've just got more people in a public space. So, um, this will, because, I mean, F1's not really broadcast in pubs is it i don't really know i've not been sometimes yeah i've not been depends where you go I've not really it's more there. uh the football on a sunday because f1 sunday morning isn't it it's, yeah some fruit so he's training ground p i it was supposed i to, can't I say i've spent much time in a pub on a sunday i think it was supposed to be this weekend um they were kicking it off yeah. uh i think as with all of these events that have been cancelled it is a shame um but we're not complaining about it, are we, Jake? No. Because it's it's what you have to do. It, we can't stop. Like, no one can stop this virus. It's going to happen. At the end of the day, you've just got to try and neuter it. We, we, we're not qualified to talk about the matter. Um, but, you know, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, nothing more to add? Um, no. Apart from McLaren's new um, steering wheel, which is going to be banned next year anyway. So, what? <laughs> How can you ban a steering wheel? So... Is it McLaren or Mercedes? I can't remember. Do your research, boy. I'm going to do my research. One of the two. They've got a new... um, Oh, it's... Yeah, it's probably McLaren. What's the one that Lewis Hamilton goes with? Uh, I don't really want to say It's Mercedes. It's Mercedes. Yes. Well, they've got a new steering wheel. Uh, It's to do with um, their... um, There's nothing to do with suspension, so it's all legal. So they found a loophole, basically. Right. And uh, you you can push it forwards and pull it backwards... Right. It's, it's all interesting. So what does that make it? Right, Mercedes steering device to be banned by FIA from 2021. Right, let's have a look. Um, the innovative... Innov- I can't speak. <laughs> innovative steering system introduced by Mercedes for this season will be banned from 2021. Mercedes have been cleared to use the system for 2020, and technical director James Allison hopes it will bring advantage during the season, but the rules are changing for 2021. Um, basically, the Mercedes system allows the driver to alter the toe angle of the front wheels, um, which is their angle in relation to the longitude axis of the car while he is driving. 
um, F1 cars operate with a degree of toe out, which effectively means that the front part of the tyres are turned outwards by a few millimetres, um, which is beneficial when the driver turns into a corner, uh, so it just gives them a bit more grip as they go around. Um, so basically, I, from what I'm reading, um, it seems that they can change that, that angle, so yeah. when they're obviously attacking corners, it can work well for them, and then when they're on yeah. straight, it can work well. Um, which... Sounds incredibly clever. It does. It does it's very sound, clever how they thought about this. Does sound a bit cheating. And they've actually got. Yeah, it does actually. I mean, are you surprised? F one has got a long history of teams, like cheating. I'm doing little yeah. quotation marks with my fingers. There. That is true. Um, hey, it's pushing pushing it forward, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe in a few years' time, um, this might be technology that is embraced. Yeah. And they say, you know what? All of your teams can add this to your cars, yeah. Um, because you know it's going to help the sport. Mm. Um, I think there's nothing really more to add on that one. Um, um, should we get on to our, our final segment? Yeah, let's get on to the final segment. Right. So this is what I'm calling Fiesta Fiasco, which isn't a great name because the Fiesta has not been a fiasco. But it has for me. It's it's you've enjoyed it. I have. A fiasco, kind for, of... For the two years I've had it, it's been fun. Yeah, so a fiasco in my mind means, like, complete disaster. Yeah. It's not been a complete disaster. No. It's not blown up on you. No, it hasn't. It's um, been actually pretty good. So for those that aren't in the know, um, Jake has a 2017 Ford Fiesta ST. I mm-hmm. mean, that lovely blue colour they do. Um, when he bought it um, a couple of years ago, it was only, like, a year old, wasn't it? Yeah, like something a year like, and yeah, half, whatever. yeah. Um, and it had like how many miles? Not that many. Fourteen thousand. Fourteen thousand. So a fairly low mileage. You can tell somebody had driven it like normal miles for about a year. Yeah, probably to the um, shops and back. It hadn't had a hard life. No, just a really decent little. It has now though. <laughs> now, however, uh, Jake drives it a fair distance for work. I and do. How many miles are you on now? If you don't mind saying. Um, I think I'm on around about thirty. 8,000. Right, and that's in two years. Two years, yeah. So it's not dreadful. But I've driven all the way down south and back again. Yeah, but so it's, it's not... It's, and up north. I've driven up north You've back. gone ev- everywhere. I think it's the work trips that are really doing it Yes. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, so how are you finding it now, two years in? It's, it's putting... It's burning... Money every single day. It's burning Are money out of my pocket. Fuel maintenance or the actual finance cost of the both. Car. It's both. Everything yeah, everything. Because yeah. Um, so when I didn't work far away, it was so much better because I could just I could go to where I like first worked and then back again. Didn't you? You bought it like a few weeks before you started working. No, after you did you? Yeah, after you idiot. Yeah, you complete moron. Yeah, well, before that I had a Suzuki. Uh, what was it? Uh, I don't know, mate. Is your car Swift? No, that's it. Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a Suzuki Swift Sport, uh, one point four, and that did. uh, When I bought that, it had fifty two thousand on the clock. That's a great little car. It was amazing, but I was was traveling to the centre of uh, Oxfordshire, and um, the centre of Oxfordshire, mate. That's called Oxford. Yeah, there we go. Then Oxford. Yeah, I was traveling into there with my mate, and um, we lost. Well, I lost third gear. So I couldn't, I couldn't get it back into third gear for ages, and I just gave up with it. Every time I put it into third, it crunched like hell. And I thought, I just need a change. I need something new. I need something fantastic. Something with third gear. Something with third gear. Brilliant. And a bit more power. Am I right in saying when, because I came with you when um, talk started with Ford about... Yes, yeah. And when they valued your car... They didn't check. No, they didn't. No. If it no. actually go into third gear. No, they didn't. They didn't take it for a They're test like, drive or anything. Yeah. And they offered you. It wasn't like they gave you scrap they gave value me, for it. They gave me 2,200 for it. Which, for the, the age of the car and the mileage you put on it and actually the state of the gearbox and actually how drivable it was yeah. and how much it cost to repair, mm. it's not bad going. No. So I think you got off really well with that. Yeah, of course. Um, and it, it gave you a fair deposit to put into this finance. Yes. Now, however, times have changed. Two years on. So, we're looking at a replacement. Yeah. What are you thinking? Anything but that car. <laughs> so, what... So, let's, so, for the audience at home, every week, every podcast, every time you put one out, um, we're going to have this little segment where we're going to choose one car and we're going to talk about whether it could be a, a sensible replacement for the Fiesta ST. Yeah. When we say replacement for the Fiesta ST, it's not like 
you know, we need another Fiesta ST. We're not looking for something really small and really fast. We're looking for almost the opposite. It We're looking for something that's not going to burn a wallet in my pocket, basically. It's not going to burn the bank. Practical. So it needs to be a bit bigger. Yeah. Because that Fiesta, small little pocket rocket. Well, yeah, I've got a dog now. So you've got a dog now. And she, she's getting bigger. I'm not going to lie, she's and, getting a lot bigger. I mean, I've seen the back of your car. It's always like a van, the amount of stuff yeah. you put in there. So yeah, you need something a bit more sensible. Um, I mean, it's had chainsaws in there. <laughs> 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 Sorry. As long as you don't say what you use them for, it's fine. Wood. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, so I need something that's going to be a lot more practical for me. And also the dog as well. Yeah, and um, fuel cost as well. Yeah. It doesn't do. So oh, what God, do you this... average um, miles to the gallon? Do you know? 38. Is that on, on to other. work and back? Yeah. So we said that's about, you probably do about 25, 30 miles a day, don't you? Yeah. So that's not dreadful. I say when I'm being sensible in my golf, I do about, yeah, 37, 38. So it's not dreadful. Mm. But if you were in something a bit more sensible, you could easily be doing 50, 52 on a journey like that. I've got, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really what we're going to talk about. Um, the other consideration that we need to look at is how you're going to, to buy this car. Of course, So right yeah. now, this Fiesta is on a PCP, right? Yeah. Uh, so Jake put so much money in at the start, and now he's paying monthly payments. Um, and when his contract comes to an end... Next year. Um, next year. Jake can either hand the car back, or he can pay the final payment on it, which we think is going to be... Quite a bit. Quite a bit. It's not, like, you know, extortionate, but mm. it's probably more than you could afford right now yeah um considering that you just want to get rid of it anyway that's true yeah i do so, want to get rid of it what we're thinking is hand the car back yeah and then instead of pcp instead of finance with a balloon payment at the want end to hp it's a higher purchase so that by the time the finance period is at an end you fully own the car at that point you either don't have to worry about any future finance payments yeah or you can sell it and get something else. Yeah. It's totally your choice. You'll have complete ownership of the car. Um, you can do with it whatever you want. Because of that, that slightly decreases our budget. Because I know the Fiesta was how much when you when you bought it? 14,000. 14, 14 and a bit. Yeah. Um, so, and that's over what, three years? Four years? Three years. Three years. Yeah, I've got it for three years. Three years. Um, I don't so, think I could do four years. So, that's what we're thinking now. We up the... The years the, of how the many monthly payment, the yeah. monthly the amount of months we do. So instead of three years, we were talking five, weren't we? Yes. Um, so that's sixty months, um, and we probably keep the budget about the same. Mm. You put a bit more of a deposit in because we reckon you've got some positive equity in your Fiesta. Yes. If you were to hand it back, you'd probably get a little bit. Hopefully, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. You know, I don't think you've got any negative. You're not going to have to pay any money to hand it back. I yeah. don't think. Um, so we reckon if you're financing 12 grand over, where's my phone? If you're doing 12 grand over five years, so 12,000 divided by 60, it's like 200 pound a month. Yeah. That's kind of where we want to be sitting at to, you know, make it work. So what are we thinking? So we've, me and Dom always talk about cars and we're always going on about what we're going to do. Like, and it's awesome. But I think I found something. It is. Now, don't get me wrong. I love 4x4s. Yeah. And I want to start off small. Right. I don't want to go in too big. Right. I think I know thing. where you're going with this. So, um, the Suzuki Jimny, the 2019. It's the current generation one. Yeah. So, this has been really weird. Because I love um, this car. Suzuki Jimny's never had an issue being able to get one right no. and now suddenly with this new generation one that came out in 2018 youtube press youtubers just flocked to it mm. and because of that you couldn't get one anywhere yep you were having to effectively be on a waiting list yeah or you had to pay pay above retail to get a used one mm -hmm. i don't know about you but i don't want to pay more than the list price on a used suzuki yes we, we'd look didn't we and it was more for used than it was yeah, an original um, so what we're hoping here is that the bubble bursts effectively. This little bubble of people thinking their chimneys are worth more than they are. Mm. By the time you look at changing your car next year or whenever we come to do it, hopefully the bubble has burst. Yeah, and 
the prices start to trickle down to a sensible amount. I mean, right now we're looking at this um, Autocar article where it says Suzuki Jimny 2019 long term review starting from £15,200. By normal car depreciation calculations, a two year old one of those, we should be looking at 12, 13, you know, maximum. Yeah. You know, if you're holding onto a car for two years and it's only dropped two grand, you're doing all right. Mm. I know it's only 15 grand to start with, but you're doing all right because you're only losing, what, £100 a month? Yeah, two grand some, something a, like that. Yeah, yeah, less than that, 180 Um Which, yeah. So I think if we can, if you can pick one of those up for 12, 13 grand, this is the one to go for. Oh, definitely. Having said that, not everyone listening might be as clued up on the Jimny as we are because we love that little thing. Yeah, we you love know. it. Um, so we have I'd little, love to take it for a test drive. Shall we have a little chat about what makes the Jimny so special to us? Special to us. What we like about it. Um, yeah. So, so I'm not a massive 4x4 person. No. But what I will say is I love the styling of this. Yes. Um, especially... it's, it's definitely different to the old one. The old one was more curves. This one is straight f- and boxed edges. You get, looks amazing. You get um, almost mini G-Wagon vibes from it, don't you? Oh, of course, yeah. Which is why you can get it in that lovely um, metallic silver, mm. which is um, quite reminiscent of the one Mercedes deal on the G-Wagon. And I just think you get it in that silver with the black trims and it would just look so cool. Um, I mean, we're just scrolling through, photo- through photos now. Um, even that blue looks gorgeous. Um, There's one here with um, a side by side comparison. I'm pretty sure. There we are. There we yeah. are. There we are. The, the, the old style and the new so style. I mean, even just so they've they've removed these kind of. I'm not sure if these were headlights. Uh, sorry, if they were rear tail lights or if they were just reflectors. Mm. Um, and they look like proper lights. They do. But yeah, this just the whole making it boxy. It works so much better. Oh, of course. Um, I say I don't think they do a bad color because I like no. the blue. I like the black. I even like the we white. even we even we pulled up into a car parking space and next to me was a chimney but it was in green. It was that it, that lime yellow, green oh, looked beautiful. amazing. Um, we looked really odd because we were just like two young guys just looking at this tiny little Suzuki. Yeah, just like wow, look at that. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, it's just kind of cool. I quite like it. Is it going off road? Yeah, it's just it's just nice. It's just it, it, I'd love to have one of these. It um, just and it's it doesn't just look cool. It is a four by four at the end of the day. And am I right in saying that you can? Because I don't know much about this, but you've got the separate gear selector for the, yeah differential differential for the off roading. Which yeah, high if, and low. If you wanted to take it on the farm, of course, it could do it. Yeah, it wouldn't have an issue. You'd have I mean, to put look, some different tires on it though, because those are road tires. But but I mean. It it could do it, yeah. Right. You, if you put a, a fairly um, all-purpose tire on that you could drive on the road and you could use on the farm, yeah, it'd be all right. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I think it would. Yeah, definitely. And it's not all the interior as well. It's not old school. It's it's got new and it's got a bit of old as well. It is that nice balance of it. Mm. It still looks proper four by four, like the old Range Rovers with. Uh, kind of a way that the dashboard is laid out and it's kind of got that, that um you've got a grab handle oh that, that's, that's just brilliant this, having this, a grab handle this um dashboard just kind of drops down it's yeah it's very g-wagon it's very old school that's my favorite range part. rover you've got the like how um, enclosed them dials are like yeah and they've got the square surround it's really difficult we can't show you any images but it's just if you google suzuki jimny 2020 2019 interior you get what we mean yeah this wheel is lovely yeah you've got this free spoke design um, with the, it's about to be the same as mine because well, that's exactly say, the same as mine. The style steering wheel is is known for being like the sporty variant. You know, oh, it's of course, free yeah. spoke with your media controls on. Yeah, um, it looks premium. We're talking. It's got a center. I don't know how big the screen is, but it's got a touch screen. But you can do your Android Auto um, and your Apple CarPlay too. Yeah, let me have a look quick. Um, isn't that all you need? Yeah. In you know 2020, if you can hook your phone up to it. And you can play your tunes and you can click on Google Maps and you can get directions um, and you can take phone calls and you can listen to texts. Um, that is all you really need on a car these days. Um, There's body kits. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you're not allowed. <laughs> I, why can't no. I? Because the whole point of this is you're saving money. <laughs> um, it's just cool, isn't it? Oh, it, it is. It's just cool. Um, what 
what are the engine options on it? Do we know? Because um, again, it's something that we've just like I've looked at. I've never given it much consideration. I would imagine it's going to be a one point two. I don't even know to be honest. Let's go on to actual look. Suzuki, shall we? So yeah, hey, there it is. <laughs> the, the image was just popped up as that nice lime green one. Oh, it looks. Awesome. Uh, it's got the black details on it. The the nice kind of almost diamond cut wheels. Mm. Um, you click on there. We go. New cars. Jimny starting for okay, so it says range starting from eighteen seven hundred. Yeah. Um, oh, fifteen I, inch alloys navigation system DAB, that sort of stuff. Uh, let's uh, let's have a look. Shall we explore? The I'd imagine they put the price up on the website because of the demand. Yeah. I'm guessing. Oh, one point five. Because so the SZ five. So it's one. Didn't they um point one? Was there an SZ four you could get at some point? Uh, I think so. Slightly lower spec. Yeah. But I'm guessing this is the only one they're doing now. Because I would imagine for that money, that's all people wanted to buy. You might as well get it with the extra stuff on it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more you'd need. No. But It's it, just cool, isn't it? It does, yeah. I've said that so many times. It's just a cool car. And if you want to get a brand new car for under 20 grand, um, and, you, and you like that style of 4x4... Yeah, and you want to get into the 4x4 industry. What, what more could you possibly want? Yeah, so... Just looking at the option list now, and it's just got... It's got a lot everything. of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, is that us just about done? Yeah, I think it is, actually. We've been going on for a while, mate. Oh, can we have to cut this down a bit? We have to right. do some trimming. I'm sure we'll manage. I'm sure we'll be okay. Well, um, thank you very much for listening. Yes, thank you for listening to our first podcast. We've just rambled on for an hour, mate. We have, basically. A whole hour. A whole hour. We said at the beginning, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. The thing is, though, we had so much to cover, and I don't think... We're gonna do twenty minutes yeah. next week or whenever we do one next. We'll 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 have it shorter. But yeah. for now, I think there's a lot of umming and ahhing when we first start a podcast as well because it's mm. like, oh, what do we what do we talk about? So now thing. we're rambling on. We're adding to the, the runtime. <laughs> wrap this up. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, I've been Dom and I've been Jake, and we'll catch you next time. See you later. Bye.